experts decide your podcast is shit. Good day, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Randers Podcast. With me, 33 and not faded yet. If you're yeah. still here, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> how many of them have you watched? Are you clinically insane yet? Think how many hours of your life it would take to watch through all the podcasts and drivel. I want to know how many people have been killed because of this podcast. Hopefully none. How many people want to kill us because of this podcast? Quite a few. Yeah, I was going to say. There's probably a list on our, I should put a list on our website of people who might have grudge against us. But we're going to have that, like, that's going to be on like a Wikipedia page or something. Like that's when you know you've made it, if you, when you have a Wikipedia page about you. That's when you know you've made it. No, actually, you know you've, you've gained far popular. When you've really made it is when you have a TV tropes page about you. God damn, we're never going to get one of them. Yeah. Listeners, we might already have one. This is Slash Viewers. Make a Wikipedia page up about us. That way we can't be accused of I thought of that when you really made it is when you had an Encyclopedia Dramatica page about you, but then that Trollied. might be making it the wrong way. They're all such assholes and they're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. Right, Good excellent. Job. <laughs> Good job, guys. Well, whatever. Wikipedia, Encyclopedia Dramatica, TV tropes, whatever you like to make, just do it. Just make All of the it. above. Try, make, try and make us... Try and make a sword. Be really nice on Encyclopedia Dramatica. Be really nasty on Wikipedia, and then lie through the skin of your teeth TV for tropes. TV tropes. The same. See if people can realise that they're muddled up, or see if we can actually tell if I'm, you're being serial and if you haven't fucked them up. What are tropes? I wonder how many tropes I can think of off the top of my head that we can list to ours. Oh, is, is this how more ones? Yeah. Is this how we're going to pad the show notes of three? Four. Oh, four. Oh, well, I just can't. I think the like, entire podcast could come under the definition of fridge horror quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> Not nightmare film, really. <laughs> it, will, it will become nightmare film yeah. eventually. Uh, TV tropes. I love TV tropes. Anyway, so moving on, starting at games we've been playing. None. Uh, and we'll start with me because I'm the only one that's been playing anything, it seems. Man, what are you talking about? Uh, and the game I've been playing is fucking awesome. Like, Seriously, this game is Barbie's Horse Adventure, the, the second coming of awesomeness. Cosby, um, yeah. careful! <laughs> I only said the second. I'm, I'm imagining he hadn't reached uh, critical mass at this point. Talking but yeah. of terrible games and talking about Barbie, I'm and the Cosby's. What? There's a Cosby <laughs> video game. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's got an Oculus Swiss support. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I remember when we were talking about good stealth games. That is the king of <laughs> stealth games. But who are you playing as? <laughs> or dare we not ask? Oh god, that becomes a totally different game, doesn't it? If we start asking that. Yeah, I was. Um, I remember once at college, um, looking. I was on looking on games website. Back and in my day, you know when you know how game had this habit of advertising shit games. You know, they'll pick a random game, advertise it, and try and push the four. I think no one's going to buy that. Right, yeah. Example. Well, you like what they did with Farming Simulator yes. that time. Did I tell you about that Farming Simulator story? Have we told you that one, Adam? They put no. that on the, didn't they put that on the storefront? Yes. Like Farming Simulator 2013. They had a big post of it in the storefront in the centre of Norwich. Advertising. Yeah. Like, seriously, all over the windows. Like, nothing else. No Call of Duty, no... No, no random. Like I mean, that. it's normally FIFA, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. But exactly. it was Farming, Farming Simulator. Simulator. It's like, like, okay, fair enough. I think I should go in there and buy me combo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was on there. I was on there once, and I was sleeping through the list of all sort of... New d- great deals this week, you know. Get the best games to buy this week. And I had Disney's a new- Peter Pan. 
no, almost as bad. It had all your usual sort of shooters at the time. I can't remember what was out at the time. I think it might have been, might have been the very first, Prime, might have been the very first Call of Duty when they were World War Two Call of Duties. Well, I mean, that's this half, we're going back to 2003. Don't be time. daft. No COD gamer remembers that. They all think Modern Warfare is the first Call of Duty. Yeah, most of them are little twitchy. They don't really understand the reason. There's a reason. There's a title after the colons. Anyway, I remember looking down a list, and it had this game a very dodgy title, and it was Pippa Fennell's The Stud Farm Inheritance. I thought that sounds dodgy. And you know what it's about? Horse breeding. Random okay. game. But I remember showing them because I say, "What do you think this game is about?" And showing them, they also looked and they also thought, looked very concerned about the whole title. Anyway, that's just random. Interesting game of the thing day. to find on a UK store shelf, really. It wasn't well, store, it even it's, it's store. on the website. It was on the website. On the it website. was put, they're pushing it on the website. I, I, I can't. You hope it, it wasn't on a store shelf. It may shelf. have been on a store shelf. Is like Newmarket, <laughs> available where, for where the horsey set. people live. Or available for three Otherwise known as centaurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. So you're playing the second anyway. coming of of the second coming of whatever. This game is awesome. Um, I'm not sure if we've discussed. Uh, Hotline Miami on the podcast before. Um, we, we have, have yes. Yeah, the yeah. first one. Okay. Well, to reiterate, Hotline Miami is pretty much a murder simulator. Well, it, it, it's... My quite, kind of game, really. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like an arcade game. It's a very... It was inspired by the film Drive. Jack Thompson would be really happy. Oh, God, yeah. He'd love it. I'm sure Put him enjoy, in the game. I'm sure he'd enjoy being in that game. He's one of the first victims. He'd be a great character. I, I, I reckon he'd actually go apeshit and be one of the killers. You'd be like playing as him, <laughs> running around a game store, strangling soccer moms, you know? Like, <laughs> I can see it happening. But um, yeah, the, the first game was basically inspired by Drive. It's a top down, um, arcadey sort of beat em up style game. But like, it's interesting because you sort of you run through the the idea of the first one is to be as reckless as possible, run through a building and kill absolutely everybody inside the building. And it's usually like mobsters and stuff. It, you were going up against a Russian mob in the first game, but uh, you didn't really know anything about it because it was a very trippy game and you were playing as this random guy who was receiving phone calls. And the phone calls were just like to do mundane jobs. Um, like, I, I don't know, like, oh, we've got a garden in so-and-so street that needs sorting out put your best suit on and get down there and sort it out and then you'd roll up at some club shoot a load of Russian gangsters and Bob's your uncle and you could kill them all in interesting ways you could like uh, plan your route of attack like you could use doors to knock them down and take them out when they're on the floor um, fire off guns to get guys to come into a room and then take them out when they come in um, it was an interesting little game because yeah you could play it as you liked you could, if you mixed it up with a bit of planning but also a little bit of recklessness you kind of got rewarded for it um it didn't have much of a story, but what was there was good because it was really vague. So it got sort of drip-fed to you, and it was uh, very trippy, very psychedelic. And it was a very the, colourful game, it? was, it? yeah. Uh, it's very neon 80s looking, which is the, the style they were going for, because um, it's all set in the 80s. And it's one of those games I like, because I like this about Dark Souls as well, is that the story drummed up conversation, and the story was kind of, rather than just being given to you on a plate it kind of became discovered as you talked about it on forums and stuff with people and people started figuring out bits and pieces for themselves and uh, ideas were being put forward. And I really liked that. Well, the second one takes that up a notch. The game is a damn sight harder than the first one. It's a hell of a lot longer. And whereas the first game only had two characters that you could play as, well, one for the bulk of the game and then like four extra levels where you could play as another one, this game has a whopping 13 characters to play as. 
which is really quite good, and they all play very, very differently. So, whereas your first one, you had the masks, which would change up your gameplay style. This one, the gameplay styles are radically different for the characters. Oh, we've gone missing, it looks. Bollocks to it. Oh, well. Just carry on. Yes, um... Yeah, so you, you Luke sort deals of, with the complaints. You, you follow the story this time in bits because you obviously, rather than just going straight through as one character, you're following different characters' stories, and it jumps between time scales. Um, for example, one of the characters for the first game that you talk to turns out to be a veteran from a war that never happened because it's like uh, set in an alternate timeline. So the, not to the game, but to reality. So like, it's there's a there's a war that happens in Hawaii. The Cold War basically gets extended, and the Americans and the Russians go to war in Hawaii for some reason. And they're uh, why not pineapples? Yep, and they're fighting over Hawaii, and And a war happens. um, And in retaliation, the Russians bomb, drop a nuke on San Francisco. And this is actually hinted at in the first game that this happens, uh, but you don't really sort of understand so much of it back then. Which, which is what I like about this one. Although the story is still really trippy and you still really need to piece things together, it does kind of unravel a lot of the stuff that was going on in the first game. And I like that because it was always hinted at that the first game never really had much of a story. Well, so actually, you need to play the first one to get the you second don't have one, or you need to. to play the second one to get the first one? Yeah, maybe. Okay. You, you sure. don't really have to play the first one, I would say, but you will enjoy the second one a hell of a lot more if you have played the first one. There's lots of fan service and stuff in there that I really liked. Okay. Um, yeah, the, some of the characters play really quite interestingly. I mean, you've now got a, a couple of guys called, or, or a, a dude and his sister, Alex and Ash, that wear swan masks. One of them carries a chainsaw, and it's not Ash, which disappointed me. I was like, I thought that was going to be the reference, but no, it's Alex that's got the chainsaw, and Ash can pick up guns. So when you're running through the levels, you're controlling both of them at the same time, which is uh, fairly interesting. So you can you can run through a room, chainsaw some dudes, and then you can be shooting from behind at the same time. So you can take out a whole room of people really quickly, which is quite good fun. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but they're easily the most overpowered uh, duo in the game. Um... Yeah, like I say, you find out a little bit more about this war and what happened and why the, the nukes in San Fran got bombed. I can't really go too much into the story because it'll it'll spoiler mm-hmm. way too much because it all ties up rather interestingly. But um, it is some of the most fun I've had with a game in a long time. And I was really hyped for this game as well. And I'm quite happy to report that it meets and exceeds expectations. It is that damn good. Um did you get round to playing any of the first one, Luke? Uh, no, I did think, and I did ask Divine about this, I, I said to him, I'm sure that it was available as a PlayStation Plus freebie at one point. Yeah, I So I was sure was. I had it, Yeah, but I've looked down the list and it doesn't look like I've got it. Oh, Because if shame. I did, it should have been cross-play for yeah. the Vita, and it's not yeah. on my Vita list. So, oh. um, If not, then I might have to pick it up on the Vita. Yeah, well, if uh, it goes on or something. Um, yeah, definitely worth a pick-up. Um, I mean, how much is it on PC, the first one? Uh, £6, I That's think. the same as on the Vita, then. Yeah, and uh, on the second one is only 10 something so yeah. I'll probably pick them up on the, on yeah. the Vita. So they're they're cross-play the with the PlayStation 4 as well, or cross-buy, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, um, the thing with this one that a lot of people are complaining about, actually, it seems... I, I quite like this. It split the community that played the first one. And I actually went back and played the first one afterwards, and my God, that game I used to find quite hard, and now it is... A breeze it's a walkover because the second one it's is much so difficult that you really learn the it's intricacies of the game it's very very anti-casual um so what are the main complaints that people have with it one of the main complaints now is that the first game was very much 
focused on small areas you had tight levels you ra- you could run through and you could take everybody out of a melee weapon if you wanted to this one you really have to learn to use guns and because you have like a button your shift key uh, or um uh, i think it's your l button on a controller will um extend your view so you can see further ahead and you need to use you didn't really need to use it much in the first one but in this one you need it because you'll have enemies that will be out of your regular line of sight and if they clock you you're shot straight away, one hit kill, so you're down because it's a it's a tough game. It's one of those kind of I wouldn't want to say roguelikes because it's not really like that, but it is uh, it is a game where you will die in one hit if you get yeah. um, if you fuck up, it was your fault. Yeah, yeah. If, it's if totally, you die, it was your fault. Totally your fault. Um, so yeah, you have to kind of be uh, looking ahead, and and the bits where you're in Hawaii and you're playing as a soldier, those levels are tough, and a lot of people hate them for that reason. But I. I aesthetically didn't like those levels. I preferred the more ones set in the city when you're fighting mobsters and you have all this 80s sort of neon stuff going on. But, um, yeah, that was a bit of a complaint for some people. I saw it more as an excuse to get better at the game. Yeah. And uh, it made me enjoy the game a lot more. Like, um, I enjoyed the first one, and I found the first one hard when I played it. But there were a couple of moments in this that I found really frustrating. But once I mastered them... I felt accomplishment, which not many games manage to do anymore. There aren't many games where I'll I'll play them and have a bit of trial and error and then feel really accomplished when I manage to do something. But this one definitely did, um, especially when you consider that um, levels can be taken, some levels anyway, can be taken differently depending on which of the characters that are given you um, that you decide to play. And some of the characters have about three or four different styles. There's one interesting one that I really like. There's a dude who's a writer... And because uh, a lot of the game now is either you play events that um, uh, cause what happened in the first game, so the war and stuff would have been what caused what happened, and then you get to play events that were inspired by the murders in the first game. So, like, you've got a, there's a one of the most popular characters, or it's not one, it's, it's a group of characters are called the fans, and they're a bunch of copycat killers that are basically wanting to be like the dude in the first game. So they're going around and they're killing uh, mobsters and gangsters and all sorts of different gangs and things so that they can be like their hero and be vigilantes. Um, and interestingly, the first, the, the end boss of the, the last game was a mob boss. He gets to play as his son. So you get to see the other side of the coin and, and get to play as a Russian mob, which is quite cool. And I really ended up, funnily enough, I really ended up liking him. I found him to be an oddly endearing character compared to some of the psychopaths that you get to play as in this game. Um, but one of the most likeable characters is a dude called Evan, and he's uh, he's writing a book on the murders. And uh, it's interesting because you get much more story emphasis in this game than you did in the last one. And most most of the story around him is how the, uh, the writing of this book is basically tearing his family life apart. Like his wife and his kids are getting fed up with the fact that he's concentrating on this book so much. And it gets to the point where his wife actually leaves... And uh, you get to kind of decide a little bit how his fate turns out because you can either have him go back to his family or you can have him concentrate more on this book and get more involved in this dark world. But he's a pacifist. So when you're getting into levels, it's like you're playing as Batman. You run in and you knock dudes down and then you, um, when you do your executions, which would be normally when you brutally murder somebody, he'll just knock them out. Do a like, quick knock, punch, knock them out. And when he picks up weapons, rather than... Uh, being able to use them he takes the ammunition out so you get 
and you get points for it as well. So it's interesting building up combos with him because your score goes through the roof if you're just running through the level, knocking dudes down, unloading their weapons, and then quickly knocking another dude down. It's so, so I found that actually to be a well, lot. It seems more, to be an interesting mechanic. It really is. I mean, characters. especially considering a lot of people found him more fun to play as than the dudes that just run in and start hacking everybody up because mm. like you're obviously having to be a bit more restrained. It's a nice kind of a flip. You have to think about it. But the interesting thing about him is. And it's not really hinted at in his character in the game, but I, I found that what you can do is when you do your executions, he has to manually escape from them. So when you, you p- get someone down, you'd normally press A, you get like, say, one of the other characters to stomp on a dude's head or shoot him or something. He'll, you can hit them twice, but then you have to press B to cancel out of it. But if you keep tapping A really fast while he's doing it, he goes a little bit berserk and starts beating the hell out of him and will kill them, and then... The screen goes a little bit red. And if you do it again, he throws his jacket off and you can suddenly pick up weapons with him. And he's like an insane killer. And it's like, That's okay. Bad, he goes postal. So yeah, the pacifist guy goes postal, which I thought was quite cool. You do get an achievement if you uh, if you manage to play him all the way through as a pacifist, which I did, which was quite fun. Is that sort of a bit hidden from you as well? So it's a case of you have it to discover be, it yeah, by you, accident, as it were. Yeah, you. I mean, I found it fairly easily because I didn't know that you could cancel out and... and in that game, you do just tend to hit the button when you've got people down, and then I was like, oh, shit, he's accidentally killed them. That's interesting. And then I did it a couple more times, and he became... He went apeshit and went all Hulk mode, so that was quite cool. Um, I like it. I like the fact that there's good variety in the characters. The story is really surprising, because um, it's quite deep. Like, there's... Obviously, there's... Uh, it's sort of drip-fed to you in bits, and you have to suss a lot of what's going on yourself. But there's characters that are really quite endearing that you wouldn't expect them to be. Like, there's a murderer in the first game who's part of this com- group that you were working for in the first game that was sending out the calls, and he kills your partner. Because the guy in the first game ends up rescuing a hooker from uh, this situation, and he ends up for, like she ends up living with him and this dude comes in and kills her. And he's like you. He's basically getting his calls and being told to kill people and take it take people out so um in the first game you more you've more got like a vendetta against him because uh, you think well he's killed this guy's girlfriend i'm going to take him out but you had an option to spare him you could either just knock him out or you could kill him and it turns out that the guy in the first game actually decided to spare him because obviously you're playing as him in this one and then you play through his story and i won't spoil it for anybody that wants to play it but you find out that this guy is actually like a really nice guy and he's basically having a really tough time and he's trying to get out of doing all the killing and stuff and yeah, you just see a totally different side of the character that you expected just to be this stone-cold killer when you see him in the first game. So it's really good because you get to see all these different sides of characters that you came across in the original and I'm really surprised at the depth of the story considering that the yeah the first game was quite a... Not a very story heavy game, so to see so much exposition in this one was yeah, that quite, pretty neat. quite a pleasant surprise. It really is. It's really well written as well. Like um, a lot of it doesn't. It comes off as uh, um, I don't know. Like it's uh, you wouldn't expect bits of it to be as sentimental as they are, or to be sort of as endearing as they are. You'd it's think got it a surprise was, emotional. It has. It. Like you'd expect the whole game just to be about violence and death and all these crazy dudes going around and killing people based off these phone calls and stuff but there's lots of politics and stuff going on and then like you kind of see the different facets as to why people do what they do like the dude who's in the mob he's only in the mob because he's the son of the mob boss so he was raised in the mob so he's not necessarily a bad guy you know he just happens to have been brought up around criminal um, goings on his entire life and you kind of start to see different aspects of characters 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I love it. It's a really good game. It's one of those games I can go back and replay as well. I love going back and trying the missions out and seeing if I can um, S-rank them. And uh, I've been on on sort of forums and stuff I've been following. It gets talked about a lot. And people are always trying to up up each other's high scores because you've got like a high score thing on it, um, worldwide high score um, thing. So people are always... Oh, like beating the different levels with different scores and one up and one another um, yeah it, and there's a level editor coming out for it so that's pretty neat that's pretty cool um, I'm not sure what other stuff there will be it's hinted at that there might be some Payday 2 stuff in there because I didn't realise but Overkill apparently helped to do something with the game uh, hence why you have the stuff in Payday 2 that's all Hotline Miami oriented so there's some stuff somebody found Hoxton's mask in the files in the game like a a, um, a sort of a 8 bit looking version of his mask like the, the graphics of the game so I was like mm, that's interesting we might have some some crossover stuff happening in the future but yeah no I, I really really can't recommend this game enough if you enjoy any sort of arcade games or even if you wanted a game that might just give you a little bit of a different look at um, say the world of violence as it were psycho killing yeah well this, I, I mean the original game was made the, the tagline for the game was do you like hurting other people and uh, the, as the second game as you know had lots of uh, like it's, it's banned in Australia it had lots of problems yeah Australia. there's lots of uh, except Pippa and Fennell's the stud farm inheritance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of um, problems arising around the game people saying oh this game's terrible because you can murder him because there's a pretend like a hinted at rape scene which isn't actually a rape scene it's just part of a movie like a horror movie that's in the game um, and the first game went through this as well. People saying, oh, it's just needless violence and that. But the whole idea of the first game, which was explained to you in the ending, which I won't really, oh, I don't want to spoil it, so I won't go into it. But the idea of the first game was to to say to you, this is just a game. You're, you're a dude going around and kill all these people, but you're not actually doing it. it. You're just playing a game, man. You're not. Uh, and, yeah, people need to sort of stop associating yeah, fantasy with reality, yeah. I mean, it's one of those games that I can come home and I can play and I can burn a few hours, and if I'm not feeling too good, it's a good game to play because I can just sit, murder a room full of pixels, and then I'm fine, you know, so, yeah. Curse those pixels. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good game. You could sit, I could say you could sit and play it um, all in one go, or it could be one of those games that you just pick up and play. You could do it either way. So I, I think there's a bit here for a a fair amount of different players so I would recommend picking it up if it appeals to you cool I might grab mm-hmm. it on uh, on Vita and then it'll be cross playing I definitely suggest getting PS4, it I can see so. you really enjoying it um, yeah. <laughs> purely based on the fact that A you're murdering everybody and B it's like you like old school arcade games and it plays like an old school arcade game Near super enough. happy fun times for me yes oh dear Excellent. You're going to enjoy for, the dude with the chainsaw, let's put it that way. For everyone else, Postal is a guilty pleasure. For me, yeah. it's just a pleasure. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would say Postal's a Yeah, I was going to say, you like Postal, you're going to love this. Like, you really will. It's uh, it's definitely, I, I, I suppose, more challenging than Postal, which is uh, the added bonus to it, really. Mm-hmm. And I can see that you're going to like some of the characters as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially some of the more off-the-rails ones. I, yeah, I came out of it. My favourite guy at the end of the 
of the day was the uh, the mob boss's son. I ended up really liking that character. I was like, that's quite cool. I didn't expect that. Um, and going on through the uh, forums, it's interesting to see the variety of favouritism going on, that people favour different characters. There's no one character that seems to be... There's no one true fan Except favorite. the character that's become a bit of a meme, but I can't really tell you why he's become a meme, because it would ruin his plot in the story. Okay. But the meme around him is fucking brilliant. Like, it's Should one of the funniest one things I've like, seen. Say, yeah. Another couple of podcasts. All I'm going to then... say is... Manny Pardo there's a detective Manny Pardo and there's like a bit of a meme that's developed around him and, and it's hilarious it's, it's quite funny um, but yeah yeah, definitely a wicked game cool fantastic well moving on to TV film review because we have actually shit, absolutely nothing in our show notes this month <laughs> isn't it great it's good so isn't on, it let, let us know what, what's this review is it a TV it's a TV series it's a TV series series that's been sat on my Netflix list for several months and I've been watching Breaking Bad whoa okay he's caught uh, up with the rest of the world I have <laughs> it's awesome why has no one told me before <laughs> welcome to the why, now why has it why is, has been, there been no media coverage about how awesome this game is and why has no one said to me how awesome game? this game <laughs> TV series is it's fucking awesome it so when the hell did they make a game about it it's brilliant it's, C- it's cooking it's, mama <laughs> meth edition <laughs> cooking yeah. mama yeah it's one man's, blue meth version one man's ascent into it well, I, I know I know the over, I know the overall plot is basically it's about one guy's descent to sort of per from being a quite nice happy person well not happy I was going to say happy yeah. a, 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 a nicest person hell. to being a total dickhead I know it's basically the overarching plot but it amazes me how, how early on it hits it, it you start getting sort of hints of that straight away quite early on yeah. I mean in the first season he sort of do not you barely a couple of seasons he beats somebody up well not beats somebody, he kicks on the back of the legs and threatens them and then blow someone's cars up not long after Doesn't that. Doesn't that dude really deserve it, though? He does. They all deserve that's, it. It's they that, all deserve it. That's the dude it. that picks on his son, isn't it? Yeah, they all deserve yeah. it. They all do deserve it. But it's it's the overreaction. I love it. I, mean, I it did me to him. <laughs> it did. But it's like, you can already see where it goes through. I was, I was quite surprised that it hit that early on. They brought it in that soon. That quite surprised me. And I tell you what really surprised me is actually how funny it is. I thought oh, it would be quite a serious scene, but I mean, episode two is almost per comedy. Yeah. Brian well, Cranston's quite yeah. a funny guy. Now, that's as well. the thing as well, because I was going to say, because I'd always seen him in funny stuff. So, yeah, Malcolm in the fact, up, he was yeah. like kind of a really kind of. Walt isn't a nasty character to start with, really, but. No. no. It's funny how he. The, the funny guy plays the fucking really nasty kind of dark yeah. guy so well. Yes. That was so weird. It is. I just I was watching. I was actually laughing out loud at saying this. It's like this is per comedy. I did, was not expecting it about TV series about someone dying of cancer and making drugs. I was not expecting that out of that TV series. I was pleasant surprises. So how far have you got in? I'm um, episode six of the first season. So I'm actually at the end of the season. I've just met Tuco. Okay. Uh, so I'm never to finish the first season. Good I'm bit, up, bit, I bet my started watching it yesterday. Well, so Sam, you're binging. Oh, oh yeah, binging. Yeah, I'll be binging when I get back home. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the podcast almost didn't happen. We'll, we'll have him up to Better Call Saul soon enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I saw I was looking at it, and the season's actually quite short. Yeah, mostly. it's American seasons. Like five, five, is it five or six episodes a season? Five seasons? Well, usually, well, usually, well, America's usually about 20 episodes a season. Usually, oh, fuck American. They? This is actually produced well. Unlike yeah. the regular tat that you get from America. No, it's brutal. Well, it's briefly shot. I mean, it's it's it's. Oh, it really is. That's like yeah. a, 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 oh, that's, oh, that yeah. is a masterpiece. Vince Gilligan is a very a very cinematic good director. masterpiece for the television. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's really nicely done. It's really quite slow. It's quite slow burning. I'd say you know, it builds up very slowly over the course of the first. 
I mean, it's, it's only it's, it, it takes like four or five episodes before they start even considering doing drugs again. It's quite amazing how they spend three or five episodes just exploring the characters' backgrounds and sort of their relationships. Quite early on, it's, it's quite it's. That's amazingly well done. You say done. that, but it's actually kind of weird because they do that throughout the entire mm-hmm. run of the show, don't they? Yeah. There's always something new they'll pull up about the, the, the characters that you didn't... You know, you thought you already knew yeah, how We never knew well. how awesome Gail is at karaoke. I mean, it's always... You've already got characters that you like and you've got characters that you don't like. Um, I mean, I'm quite, I quite... I quite like Walt, but I'm sure I'll get pissed off by the end of the series. I actually never really did. I still liked him by the end. Everyone else was saying they really hated him. And I was like... No, I still think he's quite yeah. cool. <laughs> Jesse it was annoying me initially, but he's got on to me. Um, he, I feel I I I quite endeared to his little son. His, well, not his little son, his son. I feel I feel a bit sorry for his son. But I feel quite endeared oh, to him. Breakfast yeah. Junior. Yeah, <laughs> Breakfast Junior. Yeah. Um, can't stand the guy Dale, his brother-in-law, the DA agent. Can't stand oh, yeah. him. I don't like him at all. He might grow on you as it goes along because I didn't like him to begin with, but then I ended up kind of liking him towards the end. Yeah, you, you kind of. I, I, find, I, I found I his f- obsession that, that unfolds that always made me laugh the when thing he's collecting things. The <laughs> thing that really, the thing that really got me with the season was that at the start you kind of like Walt. You think Jesse's a whiny little bitch. You really don't like Hank to begin with, yeah. like Nick just said. Everyone then, hated Hank to But then all with. of a sudden, you really start to dislike Walt more, and yeah. everyone else just starts to kind of fly. Hank becomes definitely more likeable towards the end. Uh, I think what put me off from straight away is, um, right early on... The first episode... He messes around... He, messes, he, he? he is. He gets his, you know, he gets his, pulls his gun out in a family home, hands it to a youngster, sort of shows off to him, I thought then I find out he's played DEA agent. I thought bloody hell, talk about not having any sort of you should know better. It was basically what I thought that you should know better than that to sort of hand out I mean past this all British mentality, guns or you know, it's all sort of, oh, I live home just someone just walking up, taking putting a gun out of pocket in a house just seems very odd. Um to me. Maybe that's a normal thing in America. In America it probably is, you know, you probably have that gun sat around in this and you say, Oh, this is if my If I can carve the turkey with their gun. Yeah. There were yeah. so the only character I ended up disliking is Skylar. That was about the only character I didn't like. Um, Walt's whiny wife. Yeah. Mm. She, which is interesting because in contrast I ended up really liking Hank's wife. Yeah, I think we mentioned this before yeah. when we were talking about Better Call yeah. Saul. But I, I did not like Skylar. Yeah, she was the only character I ever really took against that I can think of. Um, I mean, she, I mean, I, I was, I, I was fortunately being set up to be sort of the bitchy wife. But actually, fact, early on, she seems to, she really cares. It's clear she really cares for what's, what's best for him it's, and her family. It's, it's mid sort of way through the show. You'll start to sort of, or at least for me, I started to dislike her. By about season three, I think mm. that that really kicked in. And I was just like, oh, she's really annoying now. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really go into why because it will ruin things. So yeah, but, I won't. this is going to sound really weird as well because. The whole point is Walt trying to get money for his kids and his family because he's going to die and yeah. he doesn't really have anything. But if I had to be honest, I really didn't give a shit about Walt's family life. <laughs> like, I didn't care about Skylar at all. If she'd have been hit by a bus after the first episode, I wouldn't have gone, oh, no, now Walt hasn't got I, a I think you kind of find Walt Jr. is quite an endearing I character. like Walt Jr. Yeah. I just don't like the rest of his family. <laughs> So I was, I suppose I think I think, I, I suppose it's not to say about what what we like is about it is meant to be about what the characters are you, you are watching yeah. is Walt cares for his family they're his family and if one of them's a bit bitchy he cares for them he's going to look after yeah. them and I'd well, rather he just series. ended her to be fair. Well, fair <laughs> but no great I, I think I, he probably would have done a couple of times in the <laughs> season yeah for like, sure. Argh. 
She should yeah. have been caught in the crossfire. Fucked everything up. If I had a wife like that, I'd probably have offed myself. Like, there's characters in it as well that you really shouldn't like that you do. Like, um, it's, I won't mention anything about him because I don't want to ruin it for the Nick, but the dude in the last season um, that helps them out with stuff. Um, what the heck is the dude's name? The guy looks like Matt Damon. Oh, the... Um... The really... The guy's clearly very, very autistic. The guy that's sort of... I know who you're talking about because he was part of like a uh, another company, weren't he? Like a, a bug sprang. Yeah, that's the like dude. That. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, dude. I know who you're about. Just the way he reacts to things is very sort of uh, yeah. Um, I and I found that guy really funny, even though he's like, probably messed up. It was like that's messed amusing. up. I'm word for it. Like you think that some of the other people you see in the season is they're kind of like whoa. Yeah, Tuco, for example. Yeah, them guys, the the guys that that guy hangs out with, you're just like, all right, yeah. uh, that was a bit much. <laughs> but so so. Other than that, I mean, it, anything you don't like, really don't like. Other uh, than no, Skyler. I actually, I, I, in terms, in terms of cast, I actually, I was nothing. I've yet, to, there's nothing about it I don't dislike. I quite like. Uh, you mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I never, but I've not come across anything I dislike about it. Really, I like the way it's shot. Like the, I like, the, I, I dislike the characters, but I like. This, I, they, they, I don't just like them. I think they're terribly written characters. I just don't like them as yeah. as people. Which that is, makes sense. They fit within the contents I of the series. I think my main problem arose with the Skylar thing was that I, when I realised that she wasn't meant to be written to be unlikable, and I was like, and, and I think Vince Gilligan got a bit mad that she got so much hate as she did. I was like, but you really wrote her in a way that made her didn't, really. Didn't, didn't he say that people were hating her for the wrong yeah, reasons? And I was like, and I was well, like no, she's my, just. My, you know, my reason for not liking her was because of the acceptance of the shit Walt was doing, and it was just like, oh, mm. okay, and then and then having a go at him, and you're like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it, love. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, you know, like she just came across as a really snivelly. Yeah, things weren't going her way. She wanted all the best parts, but couldn't handle any of the yeah, any of the pressure. Like, yeah. So, so what what side of this do you want? You're either a part of it or you're not. Shut the fuck up. Go jump off a bridge. Pretty Go get much. hit by a bus by episode Saul two. Saul is my favourite character, though. And Huel. I love Huel. Oh, He's Huel. brilliant. But I feel like it's good, because they're not just one-dimensional characters. They have no. got these, these sort of deeper personalities. And Well, the fact that they've managed to make an entirely separate season on one on of the Saul, characters already, yeah. and bring out loads of the backstory of the other characters. Have you watched... Just... Are you up to date with it? Oh, shit. That Mike episode. How good was that? That was awesome. It was very that good. Nick wouldn't have seen Mike yet, would he? No. Brilliant character. No, Brilliant Saul, character. Saul comes in in I'll, season two. I imagine I'll be there by the time we next meet up. Yeah. I imagine, I'll imagine I'll be there. You'll easily be there by the time we next meet up. Saul, Saul it'll finish it, but it'll finish I would have thought lot. so. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, the episode series aren't very long, so I would have thought a couple of weeks I'll be done from, to be honest. That's yeah, good, I, I'd munched through it fairly quickly. It was, uh, it was quite, a, yeah, just ran straight through them. Love it. It's a good oh. series. Yeah, brilliant series. It's one of those series where I put off watching it for ages because everybody else liked it. I'm like, oh, well, if the masses like it, it must be shit, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, actually, the story of Fawn is quite good. Well, well no, most of the time that is the case. I'll get these really popular shows, and I'll just. But the, the only other one that really was really popular that I put off for a while and then watched was The Sopranos, and then I was like, ah, oh, actually, this is really good. But then there've been other ones that I've picked up and just been like, these suck. Why am I? Why does everybody like this? You know, like as normally when it's stuff like Arrow and that where it's like superheroes but with Hollyoaks shit shoehorned in, and I'm like, I'm not really into that, you know. Um, but yeah. Breaking Bad was one of the ones that I heard about as it was airing in America, and then I completely forgot about it until yeah. it was up to like season three, and I was like, hang on a minute, I should probably actually sit down and watch that because the same people are still saying how great that series is. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Some, I know some people good. started to peter off 
around season four or five that some people dropped out and stopped watching it. But yeah, if you go all the way through, it's well worth it. Now, here's a question I want to know. Did anyone know? Was it because some series were written with a lifespan in mind? So, um, you know, they think, okay, we're planning to do this for five seasons. This is our plotline for five seasons. This is what we're going to do. And if they're lucky, they'll say, okay, won't well, you have a season six? Like, oh, shit. We need to do something else. And that's when they feel tacked on. I, Whereas some of the opposite, they're like, okay, we can't got remember. F- I it. did hear that they, they only just scraped in a lot of cases whether or not they were actually going to continue yeah kind yeah. of thing um, like I think it might have even been in season 5 or what them yeah they, because the ending changed didn't it not only did the ending change there were characters like early were on that were to meant to die yeah they were supposed they, to have off Jesse in the first yeah. season mm. um, and they didn't. I'm guessing when he gets beat up by Tuco I'd imagine it's when the point was going to happen there. yeah probably been, I mean, yeah. but then they were like we, we couldn't do it because all of a sudden the character we thought everyone was going to hate it's quite liked, people yeah. really quite liked yeah. and the people that we thought were really going to be liked really kind of yeah. Fuck that up. The simple yeah, reason I, I asked that is because I, I said no. Some seasons have been structured. I mean, a good example is um, uh, Babylon Five, the sci-fi series. The guy who created that had all five seasons written out before he even put put the first on side filming. He knew what every five season was going to be, what the overall plot level was going to be, and so forth. From what I did hear, they struggled to even get funding for the first season. Yeah, um, and if. Uh, what was the guy's name that wrote it again? Vince Gilligan. Yeah, if he'd have found out that the show Weeds existed, he wouldn't have even pitched it. Uh, which sucks because Weeds is nowhere near. As yeah, good I as didn't like Weeds at all. Um, but I can see, I can see why. Because I mean, as a, as a as a concept, the idea of oh yeah, I want to make this show. It's about this guy who's a teacher and he's, he's he gets cancer and then he decides to start making drugs. It doesn't sound like a top end oh, class that, though, show because top end class shows. Are Boring. We get so much of the same shit shoveled down our throats. But what I'm saying like, is, I can't. I, yeah, I can see. I can see. I such can't. Such a plain. Yeah, you can't see the mass appeal in it. Like. And I can't see a uh, TV company going for it. They're saying, "Yeah, we want to make a show about someone breaking the law and getting away with it." We want to make a show about that. I'm sure they said it was one of the. One I was going to say the Sopranos. That went on for long enough. And yeah, it was that's huge. that's. But it's it's because it's gangster base somehow that's sort of a step removed from most people most people will not have encountered gangsters in their, real, in their daily life but a lot of people have had indirect dealings with not you know that they may not be involved with themselves they've probably had indirect dealings with drugs yeah. they'll either have met somebody or come across somebody or see it in the news frequently it's a bit more close to home it's really weird <laughs> but it's a bit more close to home and it's, it's whereas like the case of it's a bit like any sort of group of people who were most people have had meetings with people will be instantly find interesting because they they you can you can means you can get away with stuff with them so in the case of surprises most people have never probably would never met a mafia person or even if they did wouldn't even realize so they the, the, the idea of it it's a, it's a fantasy idea almost it's like a fantasy they kind of did that them. with the sopranos so, i mean a lot of the sopranos was based around tony's actual life outside of the mafia and i think that was what made it the show it was because it did focus on the on the fact that this guy is just a normal everyday guy when he's not doing the mob kind of stuff yeah it was uh yeah i think that sells well i think i think the idea of crime in television is well it's always going to be appealing isn't it because people like to think of the idea of living on the edge and doing what you shouldn't be doing and uh and an ordinary guy who's down on his luck kind of taken it upon himself to be like right fuck this I'm going to get things back my way and yeah mm. it, it's a, 
Well, I think for what I've watched so far, it's really interesting how they do make it seem like these people really are living right on the edge of. Well, Walt is for Hobbs is very close to being caught throughout the whole first. I don't, I'm assuming it carries on. For yeah, the rest and then like getting involved with people like Tuco, and you're thinking, yeah. shit, <laughs> he's going to get himself killed because he's yeah, nowhere near this... professional enough to be yeah. dealing with these guys. Like, no, I do like his, his solution. Is he does tend to take the sort of science solution. So his first is he blows up Tuco's house. <laughs> Spoilers. I think I, I we think can safely spoil already. it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been been long it's enough. Nestle like me hasn't actually watched it yet. Yeah, get off your next this and watch it. It's a good series. It really, you is. haven't you haven't had Walter's backstory yet, though, have you? His proper backstory yet? I well, that happens until seasons. Not I can't season. remember. Like why Walt is where he is and why he's not kind yeah. of yeah with a much all the business deal. and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I don't yeah. think I had that yet I think that's towards the end of season 2 that comes yeah. in seriously Nick that's good it is it's good, really good. Yeah. so get there and be all like damn they were right that was mm. good yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, it. we 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 were discussing this with, I was discussing Better Call Saul with a mate in my pub and we in the pub we just said uh well, now we know what went down in Philly, and it's just like, yeah, something from ages ago in Breaking Bad has now basically been sort of shown to us in Better Call Saul. So all these things are just coming together, and I love how Vince does that. He throws things together. Like, you'll forget about it, and then ages ago, but, ah, oh, so that's why that is how it is kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh And the build-up in Season 2, which I won't mention what it is, but Season 2 at the beginning of every episode, starts with a little thing that happens and it's kind of giving you a slice of a story that will basically build up and when you get it, it's just like very, very cool. The bear and the pole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, that was weird. That was very... It's really trippy. And you're like, well, what's actually going on there? And yeah, and then you kind of figure it out. And so the, That's the way one. it was done was really good. That's also good. good. Watch it. Watch I more will. now. Stop doing a podcast, Nick. Just go home. All right, see you later. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'll probably be there by, by Sunday. <laughs> the ways I'm going I'll be interested to see how you feel about all the different characters and yeah. by the time you get to the end of this yeah, the totally. end of the season and then are you going to follow up directly with Better Call Saul yes cool assuming I assuming I don't sort of get put off by it you know as time goes on I may, I may, turn, I may dislike it as time goes on but I don't think I will I doubt it you better not <laughs> well, cool it'll be cool actually so I can talk to you about because we've actually all watched it mm-hmm. it was a surprising show it was, yeah. Really good show. I, I said, I'm really surprised. Everybody was saying, yeah, it's really good you need to watch it. And I was, I've been so, so surprised, actually. I just didn't... F- I couldn't see how they are going to... How they could stretch the whole idea. I thought, oh, it must be full of padding. But it really isn't. I was I was really surprised by it. I'm pleasantly Later surprised Later on, by there's it. a bit of padding. But uh, not so much as you think there would be. So, mm. yeah. It's more kind of character development, family yeah. life. I don't know, they do pad it a little bit sometimes, don't they? I mean, the Fly episode, although I did love it, it was still just like, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. I remember that one, though, yeah. But we can't go into that. We can't go into it, no. Next podcast, we'll find out. Excellent. Cool. So, Breaking Bad, good, watch it. Excellent. If you haven't already, which I'm sure anybody else has. (laughs) Right, on to news. Steam. Mm. I want to ask you about this because you're into your book streaming and so forth. I'm actually getting back into it. Yeah, it yes. seems the technology hasn't really changed any since I last left. Strange so. that. Yeah, Steam broadcast. I think it's called Steam Broadcast. If now Valve have now launched the Steam, you can start broadcasting your games. Hey. 
Okay. And it used to be available to certain people. Now it's available to everybody. Okay. I mean, I had I had seen like little feeds and YouTube videos and stuff were all mm. over Steam, depending on how you got to a certain page or whatever. But yeah, it it was at one point restricted to certain people. Okay. I don't know how they. I think Robin. I don't know how they determined that. But since now, there's update. Anyone can do it. Okay. Anyone can stream. Um, thoughts. Is this something that you have to turn on, or is it automatic? Or well, I think you have to tell it to start streaming. I don't think people can just watch your game. Well, I was going to say, um, on live used to have something like that, where if you were playing a game, the second you turned it on, people could actually come in and watch. You see, I'd hate that. I'd want to turn that off. I will not. I, I know it sounds odd, but I'd like to think that it's my time. I've got some little dick watching it, thinking this guy's shit. No, it's not like they could comment on it. No, it's not. That, that 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 I'd still thing. like. I still like the idea that someone's watching, thinking this guy's shit. That's what I've got my letters plays for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why I post I, videos I, on I, YouTube. I, I'm quite the opposite. I was quite like that, you know, just a bit. It was a neat little feature because then you could like, see how the game played and yeah. what it was like, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, so Steam. So I would just like try and trap it. If I thought someone was watching, I'd just like spin around really, really quick, trying to give motion sickness. <laughs> I used to troll like that in my Let's Plays on occasional points. And whenever I did make a video on YouTube, we always, we always used to do something stupid, like we'd purposely die, or one of the things, because I, I, I'm quite known for Army of Two stuff. You no. Yeah, it's been an Army of Two fan, but... Um, no, seriously? One of the things I know... That can't be seen on the podcast, yeah. I didn't know you liked Army of Two. Nah, I, I don't really, but... One of the things that really winds people up when you play that game, if they're watching, I never upgrade my guns unless I really, really fucking need to. Because the game ain't that hard anyway, yeah. I don't think. And there's always people like, for fuck's sake, upgrade your fucking guns. Upgrade your guns, you guys are shit. Upgrade your guns. I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> Just playing a game, having a laugh. Oh, why haven't you upgraded your guns? And then like, right at the last episode, I'll be like, right, I've got a minigun now. Saved up all my money, pulled up a minigun, just wipe everyone yeah. out. Oh, oh, well, it's like, look, you told me to upgrade my gun. Shut the fuck up. That's or- have an upgrade. But yeah, for sure. Um, I can remember That's the first. interesting. Actually. I would grade my gun to a nuke. It'd be interesting to play a game like Payday and just stay on level one the whole time. Not ever, ever upgrade anything. Just stay with the basic pistol and the basic machine gun. Well, that's what I did with the first army of two. And I completely forgot that when you're downed, because you're not dead, you can still shoot. Yeah. And I got downed. We were separated by the end boss. And uh, I got downed on a bridge, and because we're separated and the guy's in the middle, there was no way that my teammate could come and save me. Right. I was like, hang on a minute. I can still shoot, and I've got a fucking minigun. So I just fucking, the guy's standing there gloating, and I pull out this, the fucking minigun just gets lifted, and the guy gets shredded to dust. <laughs> I was like, yes! Fucking That's my upgrade. One-handed minigun firing. So I fucking yeah. going full-blown Arnie on that motherfucker, but oh, that was such an, amazing, uh, such an amazing kill. I love them games so much. We'll have to um, let's play them or something. Yes, for sure. When I get everything set up, we'll have to do that. Seeing as the first game is the only one of the season or series that doesn't have uh, online support anymore. No. Bastards. How dare they? Yeah, that's fucking stupid. How dare dare EA make a decision that impacts my gaming? Fuck EA. Fuck EA. Fucking hell. The only good thing they've ever released ever, recently at least, Army of Two. That's it. Never. But that's me kind of going off on a, on another little thing. Um, so anyway, Steam streaming thoughts. Um, so I mean, do you see it taking off like YouTube? No, God, no. I mean, is there any comment system or? I don't know. I I believe so. I believe you can comment on people's videos, like cause you know you can like record, you can like post, you have like the community page, don't you, where people can post like pictures and screenshots of what they've done. 
on games. Know. If I had to be honest, I don't really click around. I literally go to the store, library, play. I don't. Well, every game has a like community page you can go onto, and you can sit and people can put guides up on there. Oh, right. So people can put guides, or they can put like screenshots up. So I guess the only one of those I've gone onto, I guess, would be Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth one and i went to the little forum page and just saw all these people qqing about things that they had no control over so from that point on i was kind of put off from steam community pages i mean the reviews and stuff i like i like the fact that games can be reviewed by the community yeah, yeah um, i just see that on the store page very so. often yes yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty handy that's part like, of the, but it's all the community that's yeah. integrated into, the, into everything else so that's okay. part of the community thing it's so, often handy when a game first comes out to jump on the community thing to see what people are saying because uh, you might find that there's a problem. I mean, a lot of de- devs, I mean, Hotline Miami 2 is a good example. It's had shitloads of updates since this came out because the devs have been monitoring the Steam community. Same with what happened and, with uh, Rebirth yeah, 1. Yeah, people have been talking about things saying, oh, this needs to be fixed, this needs there's to be a, fixed. There's a lot of... I mean, you, get, you get quite a bit of shit on the Steam community because people will just post the old oh, screen, gotcha. random screenshot of, like, nothing. Hey, well, look, there's a screenshot of the title rolling. screen. Like, excellent. Fantastic. Job, guys. Or yeah. someone's dodgy Photoshop. Remember, I remember uh, Walking Dead two, the very first episode in the, f- the first Walking Dead and for the story of Telltale game series. There's a little character called Duck. His name is his nickname. Oh yeah, yeah. And Walking Dead two, um, Clementine goes into a house and she just sees a picture of a normal duck, as in the Mallard type duck on the wall, and she gets briefly reminded of Duck the character. So somebody didn't realize that was enough. Obviously, have a connection that people wouldn't figure this out, so they decide to Photoshop Doc the cat, the cat from the first game, to head onto the duck picture in the in in the second game. It's like, yeah, we got the reference. We don't need you to put that Photoshop on there. What are you trying to prove? Thank you for thank you for thank you for your contribution, but just Good forget about Nick. it. <laughs> Well, it wasn't needed. I love it. I could just see him in like a school criticising children's drawings. It'd be amazing. You didn't need to do that. Is that maybe a house? <laughs> What's that house got to... legs? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough detail in that. Those ones are out of proportion. I'm sure you won't... <laughs> don't meet building requirements. So. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, opinions on Steam streaming. Uh, from what I know of it, which obviously isn't a lot, I don't really care for it. I don't see much of a point. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any real... We don't know if you can develop... Steam an, uh, streaming, I'm just going to say, sounds like taking a piss after not on the Raz already, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But So, I can't... Maybe you can get an audience following whatever, because I, I don't see that in Steam. Like, no. You can't get followers or anything like that, so there's no real point there. No one's going to subscribe to your streams or anything like that. It's a per-game basis, uh, so I can't see the point in that. Um... A lot of people are going to only really want to do stuff if they can make money, and I yeah. guess you can't do that on Steam no. either. So, no, I don't see the point, especially yeah. when now Twitch has overtaken YouTube, from what yeah. I understand. Uh, so, no, I can. I wonder if I can sit now. I wonder if I thought myself thought, well, if Valve was EA, which they're not, fortunately, or or Ubisoft or any of the other major companies, I thought I know what they would do next. They would update Steam that if a phone had exploit installed, it wouldn't let you use it. They would, wouldn't they? I could see it doing that, saying, okay, you can't use this streaming software because we have our own streaming software. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Remember how in the old games, um, like, um, 
Far Cry used to do it. Very first Far Cry. If you had a DVD copying software installed on your PC, it would refuse to install. Yeah, stuff like any DVD and or Clone CD. Really? Yeah, yeah. Far, first Far Cry. And that's when everybody pirated Far Cry, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you, it was you, you could get cracks online. Can you yeah, that's what I did. That, yeah, so. I just downloaded Crack for it. I owned the game, but I went and downloaded Crack for because I got fed up the fact I had to. Yeah, if you if you tried to install it with any DVD based off one, it wouldn't let you install it. Then if you installed, then installed the stuff again, it wouldn't let the game run. It's what a, a the shit. game is detected. Game is detected. Um, Far Cry is detected. CD clone or a slash emulation software on your PCs must be uninstalled first. No, As somebody points to developers, this is why people. It wasn't it. right. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. To be fair, it wasn't Crytek's. They didn't want it in there. Their publisher put them in. Put it in there. They didn't want it, which is why they sort of moved away right. from that publisher as best they could. Unfortunately, they lost the Far Cry name. In the process of doing so, they didn't want it on there. I mean, obviously, I mean, I I was pissed off because I thought, well, I paid for the software. Yeah, you paid just... for it, and you're being treated like a thief. And, yeah, but I also paid for the DVD software. So I thought, well, I bought this legally. You know, I bought it from a legitimate source legally. You can't penalise me for having it on yeah. there. Yeah, totally. So I mean, a lot of people kicked off about it. And in the end, I just downloaded a cracked EXE for it. That's yeah, a lot why. of people used to do that, didn't they? To get past a lot of that stupid stuff, like always. And like, the I used to, down, like I used to, I used to know a lot of no CD cracks because half of me didn't need the CD. I used to know a lot of no CD cracks because yeah, I couldn't find the CD to put in the drive. You do a full install of the game, say a fifteen gig install, yeah. twenty gig install of a game, and and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you need the you need the CD and all. You need to swap the CD too. It's like. Why the full get? It's literally spinning up the disc for a second. Yeah, yeah, to see if you've got the disc. So. There. Fuck you. Yeah, and then put no CD crack on it. That was kind of the start of really Steam, weren't it? Then Steam came yeah. out. I was like, oh yeah, well... And the funny thing is, I also had once upon a time that Steam was actually using a crack from no CD cracks. It was the same executable that was All being right. pushed down. For the, uh, oh, for the before, I've tried to find out information. I can't remember. I've never had to find information on that, though. How oh, fair do you? I, I remember know, seeing I screenshots of it. Of, yeah, um, it might be. It might be a case it's just well hidden. They, I don't think they would actually admit to it. Yeah, probably not. No. That's probably not a thing anymore. But. No. Well, well, it's not anymore, is it? Because it's, it's, if you have a Steam game is Steam. the only platform. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of something totally random and unrelated to anything we've been talking about, but I'm going to throw it out there. Have either of you guys ever seen a film called The Room? We need to watch it. It wouldn't happen to be the one about the panic room, would it? No, 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 no. Okay. It's a really, 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 really awful film. But it's brilliant because it's really, really, really awful. Because it was never meant to be awful. It was meant to be a masterpiece. But it sucks. And that's why it's great. It sucks so it's, bad. It's it sucks right. so bad right. that I it's hilarious. It? Tommy Wiseau. Other characters. Um, you wouldn't know any of... Like, literally, if you don't know of The Room, you won't know anything about okay, it. All, all you need what to know is, is, it? is it's, it's a film made by this absolutely fruitcake guy. It's just brilliant. And he tried to make this film as a serious film, and he's now playing... Rainbow? He's now playing off as a dark comedy. That's Tommy Wiseau who directed and started it. And it's just... It's so bad that it's brilliant. Like, you have to see... It's one of those films you have to watch with other people just because watching it on your own, you just be like, what the hell? When you watch it with other people, it's hilarious and you can just throw quotes around and stuff. Yeah, brilliant. We need to watch it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Random. Okay, random intersection there. Fair enough. Yep. Good. So, seen broadcasting at the moment, we can't see it taking off. I just don't see the point. Unless it's uh, it's automatic. What I don't want is like a thousand people broadcasting their games constantly because that'll just get boring. What, you mean like Twitch? Yes. Okay. No comment. Fair enough. Other ne- so carry on with other like news. Twitch, like what we're using now. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Yeah, but we're special. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. 
So um, I put this in here more for you guys than I think for me because I mean I've never been to this, this chap's books mm-hmm. so much. Um, but I'll see about a week or so ago. Terry Pratchett died. That was unexpected. Biggest loss the literary community has had in a long time, I would say. Well, biggest loss ever, maybe. One of the best literary authors going, I would say, mm. personally. Perhaps one of the most celebrated of recent times. Yeah. I'd, I'd Easily one of the first people to get me into into reading. Didn't he have a shirt when he went He went to an event? And it I'm sure he owned a shirt. dead. Um... Who the fucking what's the woman that does Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling. Yeah. She said no, and then someone else like didn't bother to reply. Hi, I'm Terry Pratchett. So like he was like the fourth choice. He was like poking fun at himself for once upon a time being one of the best selling authors in the UK. Right. But then, you know, he could walk around the showroom floor and. I remember him hearing. Um, I remember him hearing uh, him that his books were often the most highly shoplifted books out there. Uh, well, they're the most commonly shoplifted ones. Talk apparently. Good. That's brilliant. Yeah, for I think sure. he probably approved. He did actually. He's on TV Pro, and they mentioned. They said, "Oh yeah, is that they actually?" Someone asked the question. In what's most, pork, that would be what would happen. What's, what's the most shoplifted book in the in the country? And he goes, "It's mine." And he went, just went, "Yeah, it's mine." <laughs> and he got he got points for that on the TV show. But it just means you must be loved. I mean, it's like it's like Top Gear is one of the most pirated TV pro, one of the most pirated TV programs out there at the moment, I believe. Yeah, because everyone else in the world gets a crap. I'd be pleased yeah. if a bunch of people were pirating my stuff. I'd make so I'd be like, "Yeah, that means it's." Well people want to watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not want to watch it, but not pay for it. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's um, that means I'll be telling some other mug about it who will pay for it. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Yep, excellent." <laughs> I, mean, I saw read up a little bit after he saw die. I thought Ben read up on a little bit, I and mean, it's it's quite sad. Actually, I didn't realize quite. I remember when he felt when the news press where he got Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize until you read for it actually how much it had had affected him because right towards the end where he wasn't even writing his. But he had to dictate his book to somebody else because he couldn't write yeah, them anymore. Had yeah, he ghostwriter. Yeah. And it's quite sad, really, how as hard as he's took out somebody. It's really quite sad. But what I want to know is what do you think is going to happen to this world now? Do you think that's, that the state will stop? I hope, was... I hope that they're going to just release the last We Three Men book and leave it there. I don't want his daughter to take over. I don't think that that's right because she, I don't think she'd... You know, obviously she's followed like what her father has done, but I don't think she could capture it the same way he did. Mm-hmm. And I think it should probably have just... we got any examples of something she has done to sort of compare it to, or we're just assuming she can't. Assuming, like it's just assumption. But his style is so very unique that I can't see it. I mean, I'm not even sure if she wants to carry them on, but I would say that the best thing would be to leave it where it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that you can very often. Um, overdo something I mean look, for a good example even being that Robert Jordan is a fantastic author he took on Conan the Barbarian after Robert E. Howard's passing and although they were good they weren't anywhere near as good as Robert E. Howard's right. Conan books so it was just like it didn't need to be done it was just better to just left it where it was yeah um, yeah, yeah I, I mean the series as a whole is there any uh, is it is it a series that can just close off or are there any like sort of un, unresolved oh, no, plot phrase going close on off, I it? don't think so I think if they let it die now they've really killed things off at one of the most interesting times mm. because Ankh Morpork has now hit you know um yeah, where it's gone into the steam age yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, we're now going into, into the industrial, industrial revolution. Yeah, and it's now gone. 
Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. to myself, loads of my favourite characters are gone now. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, as strange as it may sound, one of the kind of sad things that struck me was that Sam Vimes' son will never be much more than age six or nine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I really want to see where that went. I yeah, want to know what happened. considering that Vimes is pretty much one of his biggest characters, yes. I would say. Like, by far. Not all of my favourite characters have now just been... Although you see, like they've died as well. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll always be disappointed that I'll never get to see Sam Vimes played by Pete Postlethwaite because that was something I always wanted to see. And then Pete Postlethwaite died, and it was like shit. He would have been the perfect guy to play. So, well, it was who he based the character on, wasn't it? So it would have been brilliant to us in. But, mm. but yeah, uh, I love those books. So I mean, when I very when I was very young, they were some of the books that first got me into reading. I started reading Dune, and I picked up. Um, what was your first Pratchett book? Sorcery was Sorcery. my first one. Mine was Hogfather. Uh, and then Guards Guards. Um, in fact, actually, no. Guards Guards was my first because I picked Sorcery up and Guards Guards. I started reading Sorcery. For, I didn't. I, I didn't not like it, but I started reading Guards Guards as well. And then Guards Guards, I I ended up finishing before I finished Sorcery. Um, so yeah, Guards Guards would have been my first one, and that yeah. is the one I. I think it's my favourite, to be honest. Just, uh, all the guards' books are, tend to be the ones I tend to like the best. Same, Just because they have uh, some of the more endearing characters. Least favourite arc. That's a tough one. Um, I find the wizards a little bit dull sometimes. As much as I, uh, but that's not a bad thing, because I love the wizards, but not as much as, say, some yeah. of the other characters. Um it just seems like it's so much easier to write about the other characters. Yeah. Than the the witch is always very interesting. The guard's always very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what do yeah, you think about I, Moist? Yeah, Moist is awesome. I love Moist. Very time good monks? character. Huh? What about the time monks? Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, Moist is one I really do like, though. Yeah. I think was actually one of my top it characters. It was going postal that got me back into Discworld. Because yeah. for a time I stopped reading. Um... And then all of a sudden, uh, Go and Postal came out, and I, I kind of saw it. And one, it was one time. Um, I can't remember if this is before or after I met Inky, but um, I was lent Go and Postal the book, and I was due to go in for surgery. And I actually started reading it uh, before I went in all right. for surgery, and that was like that stuck with me. It was such a uh, such a really cool book. Yeah, oh, really yeah, well written. Story, I really like the it? character. I wasn't sure what I'd think to the character to start with. And I was like, wow, this is actually really... I like him because he's sort of very Hermes-like, isn't he? He's a bit of a trickster. And yeah. I like that kind of aspect of his character. He's like a pretty much a, a, a rogue with a heart of gold, isn't he? Moist is his kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. And a golden handle. suit. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never ever say that there's a Pratchett book I don't like. I do have to say that I find his earlier stuff which is natural for any author to be lacking in comparison to a lot of his later works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the guards will always be my favourite. The guards books are... And they always say that if you've read later Pratchett books, if you then go back it's to harder Color to of read. Magic, it's a lot harder to kind of get into it yeah. and get into the characters, even though they're still just as good. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, just His writing style changed a bit though, didn't it? I think that's maybe He found his feet, he got yeah. into this groove... Um, I it was almost like it was the, more of a flaw. The world building as well, because Discworld, if you read, go back and read The Colour of Magic and The and the, the Light Fantastic and that, the, the world feels really different compared to what it turned into. Like, you can tell that it was originally meant to be a little bit more gritty compared mm-hmm. to how comedic it ended up becoming. Like, yeah, because, like, Dibbler changed. They're all and nasty, the aren't they? Dibbler There's quite changed. a few hardcore um, nasty characters at the beginning, and then when you get through them, they become more endearing and, and likeable. So, yeah. Mm. 
yeah, uh, the librarian as well is another big favourite character of mine, and, and it would be remiss to not mention Death, who is pretty much one of his biggest characters. I mean, he ma- his daughter tweeted out, um, announced his death in the character of. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, my my when I heard the news, my first post was that uh, I'd like to think that the Reaper would be asking for his autograph and and uh, thanking him for all the good press because he pretty much turned the reputation of the Grim Reaper around, I think, mm-hmm. by making him into an endearing character and made him likeable. I said, I hope that Pratchett enjoyed his curry. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. You just reminded me of one of my favourite sort of, um, um, I think it's XKCD comic strips. It's when Gary Gynax died, the Dungeon Dragons creator, when yeah. he died. Yeah. There's a scene where Death's playing a game with Gary Gynax. He normally plays chess, but he's playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And he's on the phone from saying, I'm going to be here for hours. He's just, he's just, he's just, he's just he keeps changing the rules. Oh, God, he's getting another rule book out. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, good. This pile of rule books next to it. It's like, oh, I'm going to roll, I roll natural 20. Good old, <laughs> good old Gary Gynax. He used to love them old Greyhawk campaigns. Very cool. Yeah. No, so sad loss. I mean, I'm, I've never, I've never really been a fan, but I felt felt very sad about yeah. the whole thing. It's like, oh, what am I buy for Dad for Christmas this year? Can I just say he? Yeah, that's something that's kind of <laughs> stuck. <'cause laughs> that's like, true. He released a new book like near enough every yeah, year. Yeah, it was great because uh, he's sold my Christmas present for my father for the last like ten <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do this year? I'm going to actually think about something. <laughs> what Go is back this? And get one of the books he hasn't got. He's got all of them. I watched. A, Has he got um, the one that's written for children? Yes, he's got all of them. <laughs> he has got every single type oh, of book. Yeah. What even the world of Pooh and yeah, um, he's got all of them. Where's my cow? Yeah, I yeah Where's my cow? Is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I read that. He's got all like, it's like Maurice and his Amazing Road. He's got all those as well. Has and, he got, has and he got all the science of Discworld books. He's got all there. Has he got the rare ones like the maps? Uh, oh, I've got I think, he's got, I think he's got one of them. Ah, uh, because you've got the map to uh, the underworld. Death's Dome, Death Domain, um, the city of Hank Morpork, uh, and the, the map of the disc. Yeah. And then you had, like, Granny Ogg's cookbook, the original mm. Discworld companion. I've uh, got the like um, the one that came out a couple of years ago, the complete Hank Morpork. That's quite good. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that That's one. That's a nice one. Yeah. That, aren't they partly done by Stephen Briggs as well? Yeah. Because when you said, oh, should his daughter take over, I... I thought the more logical choice would have been Stephen Briggs because they yeah. said that if anyone knows Discworld more than Terry Pratchett, it'd be Stephen Briggs. Well, actually, did, was it? Well, is he much of a writer, Stephen Briggs? Weren't we discuss? Was it this you always discussing this with about the fans, with Pratchett and his fan base? Where if he gets stuck on a novel, that was me. That was, yeah, with yeah. Nick. Yeah, well, he rings his fans and asks them. Yeah, well, he has, yeah he's, never... he's a group of six or so. He's a group of, sort of about a dozen or so fat. He did have a group, but a dozen or so fans. Who are real nerds about the whole series, and if you'd like to want to know how long does it take to get from a from this street to this street, you just bring up and say, "Excuse me," because it's that situation where the fans know more about the US than he did. So I was, I always kind of made me chuckle a bit because um, I watched a, I watched the kind of interviews about the production of the Gum and Postal TV show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, practice like, yeah, I, I never really think of the story. I never plan it out I just kind of come up with a proof idea it. and then just let it go and then where it goes is a lot of the whatever. best authors do that you know um, I'm like all good. these people that have strict plans like this is where it starts and this is where I want it to end and yeah. they already know before they start practice just like <laughs> I've got this character and I don't know much about him but fuck it I'm just going to write yeah, it anyway roll with and it. see yeah. where it goes where the character takes you and, um, well, our Chris used the same thing she never used to know who the murder was until she went at the end of the book she never, she never knew who the murder was. That's why pluck the name out of the hat. Pretty much, why she always used to make all the the more very very figure it out for her. Yeah, well, it was actually. Oh, she she hated Poro. Do you know she absolutely hated him as a character? Really? Why? Yeah, she didn't. She thought he was a. She didn't like his attitude to people. She didn't like the fact that he was a bit of a dick. 
She, she, she created a dude that she hated. She did. That's she amazing. Hate, she, That's unusual. She, she wanted to stop. She was a bit like, she had a bit of the um, Arthur Conan Doyle syndrome. She wanted to stop writing power books. People liked them too much, but she hated him. <laughs> and she wanted to stop writing for him. Pratchett always had trouble with the guards. He said he loved the guards, but, he, but the trouble was, no matter who you started the story about, it would be so story. easy to turn it into a guards book. I yeah. love the ones with, uh, it's kind of awful in a way, but Robert E. Howard, when he started going a little bit mad, said that he couldn't stop writing Conan books because he envisioned Conan threatening him constantly, <laughs> that Conan was there making him write these books. And it's Bless. just like, yeah. Okay. Bless. He was a little bit loony, older Howard. He's brilliant. Why do you think it's like, okay, for the next book, I'm going to write, if Conan, if, if, Conan's, if I'm manifesting Conan based on my books, the next book, Conan's going to turn to a pacifist. <laughs> then, I'll be, then I'll be safe. God, I could never imagine Conan as a pacifist. I can't see it happening. Conan the negotiator. <laughs> That'd be really weird. Conan the barm tender. <laughs> that t- again, Cohen and Matt Hamish and his lot. I love those characters. Brilliant. That's yeah. the best Conan parody ever. What would Conan be like if he was an old bloke? Yeah, Cohen the barbarian. Yeah. Uh, so when they even spoofed the film with the what is best in life, good dentistry, hot towels. I can't remember what the other one was. A cup of tea, something like that. Just something that, something that old people would like. Actually, I actually went back, because this was completely random. The day that Pratchett died, I did say to Inky before we even found out, I was like, Inky, have you ever watched, uh, have you ever watched the, the animated uh, Discworld stuff? And she was like, those. She oh, was you like, like them. No, I've never, never seen them. I was like, really? I go, they're not great, but, you know, they're worth a watch. So we sat there and watched them. And although years ago when I watched them, I really fucking hated them, they seem, they're starting to grow on me. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're, the art style's not great. I hate the art style. And the characters are a bit squiffy in places, but they just... They're right. I don't know why. See, it seems wh- like when I watched them as well, I'd been playing the game as well, and the game ah. was so much better representation than uh, those animated things were. Makes sense. I loved the game. The game was so cool. Favourite Discworld game, then? It's the first one. The first one, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I liked all the Discworld games. Bloody hard games, aren't they? Yeah, it, uh, it if you don't mean Pratchett, they are because yeah. a lot of them are very Pratchett esque puzzles. I thought they were bog standard point and clicks. Yeah, really. there's a few puzzles in there that if you don't read Pratchett, you'd be like, what "My father's sister tried to play it. They got, they got the stuck." The bit with the butterfly is the one that catches people out because the you quantum have to over read... butterfly. Uh, you put the thing over and you drown the. Yeah, is it the Temple of Offler, the the priest yeah. of Offler? So you'd have to have read Pratchett to get it, and if you hadn't read Pratchett, and you it doesn't make any sense. I get it. What? Yeah. Excellent. That was good. It's good. Game. Shall we have a minute for Pratchett? Just one last thing, though, yeah. Before before this, what is wrong with this world where you can die from a chest infection? Yeah, man, that's so fucking. Because I always ask, have they now said? Because a lot of time, last I heard, they hadn't revealed why he died. Um, I, last I heard, it, I could be wrong. But last I heard, it was a chest See, infection. I, always, he, I assumed. I assumed. I assumed it was because the Alzheimer's had finished him off. Not that I heard, no. but again, like I said, he wasn't like really that far gone, was he, with the Alzheimer's? I mean, he was still no. coherent and stuff. Apparently, he'd got a chest infection around Christmas time, and they never managed to shift it. Oh, okay. So eventually, it just kind of, you know, did him in, which is a shame. Yeah. So okay, absolutely. moment of silence.
Weird news. Good job. Of course, if we are live, that looks again very, very strange. I've got a bit of a weird news flashback first. A weird news flashback? Yes. Wait, did we have flashback? No, there's nothing in flashback. So this is we weird. have nothing to flashback. Oh no, my god. Hang on, wait there. Thunder tits. Yes. There we go. Uh, weird news flashback. Uh, remember I told you about the, the, owl, the eagle that was attacking people? Oh, yes. Terrible. It's been captured. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been trapped by Falconer and it's in good health and currently kept in temporary facility where transferred to a proper permanent home which has been found for it, presumably an oven. First I thought you were going to say it turns out it was a unicorn or something Ooh. like that. But okay, that's fine. I got a complaint. You got a complaint? I okay. got from a Welsh listener. Okay. Yes, they complained that the fact we pronounced their, their village wrong. Okay. And he sent me the pronunciation guide. Oh, brilliant. And the translation into English. Okay, let's try this. Come on. So... The pronunciation guide, this is the best way this is in sort of for an English tongue this is. This can't be true. This is what I, you sent me, and I, I verified it via Wikipedia, so it must be true. <laughs> so, uh, Wikipedia? You ever seen that Bhutanese passport page? God. Yeah. So, it's Clan Veer Pul Gun Gil Go Ger Un Chum Os Ladat Leo Gugugok. Which is exactly the same as you said at the first No, time. but now, my, now I know I'm correct. And do you want to know what it translates into? Bollocks. No. St. Mary Church in the hollow of the White Hazel near to the rapid whirlpool of Linsolo of the Red Cave. Right, okay. So Wales still crazy. needs to be cut off okay. the side of the country. But he then pointed me in the direction of... That is the second longest place there in the world. At uh, 58. The longest place in the world has got 97 letters. Why? Well, to is just it give still you... Is this like a no, bad it's in, the, it's in New Zealand. And to give you an idea how long it is, it doesn't fit on one line. Oh, God. <laughs> Leroy... <laughs> Is it about, easy to pronounce, though? I don't think so. Tamata waka haka antaga hia hangak all amatu amata ita ultua puka aka aka pika mana gurhua hona yuka akapona anawena uka itana atahu. I'm halfway expecting you to start dancing around like a rain dance there. What I have to <laughs> say is Gesundheit. In New Zealand, do you know what trans- do you know translates? Do you know what translates? Yeah. I mean, do you know what translates into? Go on then. It's the summit where Tamatu, the man with the big knees, the climber of mountains, land swallow who travelled about, played his no flutes to his loved one. Amazing. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. We have a Welsh listener. We have a Welsh listener and a complaint. Good job. For once, I didn't feel the complaint. Yeah. They are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the mood I've been in recently. So yeah. The Welsh... I'm amazed that someone in Wales actually even found the podcast, to be honest, but there you I'm go. I'm surprised anyone can find the bloody podcast. Wait, was this the audio feed or the video Audio. Feed? No. Yeah. I do not believe one of us. One of our subscribers is Welsh. But hang on a minute, wasn't that the last podcast? Yes. Half of me has to salute him, because, you know... I'm he has got the YouTube channel out. as well. Fair do. But he's a subscriber, but he has a YouTube. Don't forget, I do mention the YouTube channel to every We've single podcast. the triumvirate, almost. We need an Irishman now. We've got Divine, who's Scottish. We're English, clearly. I'm part Welsh. This guy's Welsh. We need an Irishman. A sword. We, we can complete the Britannia. We need someone for every part of the empire. All right, yeah, we need two Irishmen. So oh, they, can, no. they can fight, yeah. Now watch yeah. the rage kick <laughs> They can throw bottles at each other and, uh, I don't know. Uh, what anyway, on to proper weird news. Is there any? Yes, a few. Oh. Um, we talked about Indian brides. Yes, you know. We remember the one well, that kind of. We know the one that, that uh, married somebody else at her wedding. 
because her yeah. husband had a fit. It turned, bored. Firm information turns out she didn't realize he was epileptic. That's why she complained. But another in- yes, all right, fine. Another Indian bride had walked out of her wedding after she found, but after the bridegroom to be failed to solve a simple mass problem. <laughs> the bride, the bride asked the groom to add fifteen and six. He replied seventeen. Oh dear. She called off the wedding. Good for her. Apparently, the groom's family tried to convince the bride to return, but she refused, saying that saying the man was illiterate. Which, to be fair, is not true. He just can't do math. Yeah, she's just a stupid there. She's just oh, yeah. So he's literally no. He, he might be able to read, just can't do any mathematics. You got space food. Yeah. Um, local police said they mediated between the families, and both sides turned to the. You could still eat them. I'll wait for the complaint. The argument. Yeah, fuck's right. sake. You two are worse <laughs> than ruined, a fuck. Yeah. Just shut up. This yeah, is right. not a live studio audience. Fucking shut up. Shut up. Oh, wait, hang on. We're, we're supposed to have a live, live yeah. audience. Shut we, up. That's right. <laughs> we don't oh, know. Oh, we broke it. I didn't well, break it. You broke by trying to switch to straight for trips simultaneously. It's not my fault the internet anyway, shit. Anyway, back to Indian Brides. Apparently, apparently, the local police immediately between the families and both sides have returned to the gifts before they gave them before the wedding. Was one of the gifts a calculator? <laughs> Did they hand back all of the gifts because they couldn't remember how many they actually oh, had? Oh, one of them bought a calculator, the other one has a thesaurus. That's brilliant. Oh, dear. On to, on to dumb criminal news. A chap by the name of Christopher Miller. Where New first? J- New Jersey. Oh. US of A. There's New a... Bri- uh, yeah. No, there's a British one coming up. This is a combined story. Uh, so in 1999, he got a 15-year prison sentence. Because um, he robbed a, a string of stores called Stride Right, which is, I believe, a shoe shop, um, uh, doing which he accosted the cashier. So he he was then he was then released after fifteen years. And then he so did it again. He went to the exact same shop he robbed the first time, accosted the exact same cashier, and robbed them again on the same day. He got released. Good job. Uh, the cashier recognised him from the last time. And probably for face the police, so he's back in prison for another ten to twenty years. <laughs> he did that. He clearly missed his time in prison, didn't he? He clearly did. It was so easier in prison than and it was out. And on a related out. note, in the same, this happened literally within a day of each other. A man in England, in fact, Kings Lynn, to be more exact, um, he's now he decided that before he's going to go rob somewhere, he decided to be a sensible thing, and he posted about it on Facebook. Good job. So he he posted on Facebook with a picture of a knife. Now doing Tesco's over before he robbed Tesco's. Um, somebody saw this. Really fuck uh, him up. Yeah, he went somebody around, saw though. this and tipped off the police before he hit the store. I just like to think he'd be dumb enough to try and rob the uh, the meat section. They've got bigger knives than him. Yeah, like, that knife, this is a <laughs> knife. Um, so he t- people, someone tipped off the police before he hit the store. He still managed to rob it first before they got there. Um, he was later found trying to sell the cash down a local boozer. Uh, policeman said the pictures and posts on Facebook helped us confirm that what we already knew. None the guys are bellowing. Yes, uh, none of takes away from the seriousness of the crime or the trauma experienced by the victims of the robbery. He is pleaded guilty. Strangely enough, never. No. Luke, children's no. games, hide and seek. Yes, that you've exists. Ever, yeah, you've ever played it? Yes. Have you ever had the dream of playing to IKEA? That'd yeah. be neat. Yeah, you can't. It's been banned. Oh, is this because what? of that guy that was doing all the different things in IKEA to annoy people? No, no, no. Apparently, you know, there was a se- there were several events at Dutch stores, um, where basically they arranged a big hide and seek game, 
where people were allowed to come. It's, it's arranged with IKEA, where people come in and play hide and seek. Um, but they had kids still in there for about a week. Yeah, well, people were hiding in fridges, <laughs> under blankets, under under IKEA bags, which no one's going to see because you have to pay for them. Yeah, they're prepared to be let back out. That's just dick move. Pay. I'm not going to IKEA. Actually, I'm just around to IKEA a second. I went to IKEA, and they said you could have something carried to your car if you paid them. Fuck off, IKEA. You, your staff are there to do that sort of job, pissing idiots. Anyway, um, the, apparently there people have been attending tens of thousands of people have been attending games of hide and seek all over Amsterdam. Presumably in IKEA. Um, I was going to say, hide and seek is generally a game that's played in Amsterdam, just not in the way you might imagine yeah. there. Organisers are now looking for a new location for the games. What? What knows? Who would go to an organised hide and seek game? And how does it even work? I mean, how do you have like, okay, everybody count one, one of you count to ten, no peeking, or five hundred of you go hide, please. <laughs> Go down to the local pub and then walk back in about yeah. a week later. That sounds a good idea. You want a wardrobe? Uh, apparently, apparently, one person said it's sometimes it's fun to charge things. I kids like an extremely big living room. <laughs> <laughs> they apparently played highs the whole day. It was really exhausting, but having so much fun. Luke, jobs. I know you want a job. Yeah, I found you a job. Right. You have to go to New Zealand. When did I start wanting a job? He ain't got to go to that place no, as hard to spell, is he? No. <laughs> you might want a job. Just oh, by the way, just, just in case the Welsh want to know, Kings Lynn is pronounced Kings Lynn. Okay? Good. Well, if they look at it, they go, Kings Lynn's. And then you'll be like, look, seriously, stop that. <laughs> I've told you my sat-nav can't pronounce Norwich. Nah, Turn left onto Norwich Road. Bickley. Yeah, Bickley. Yeah. <laughs> it's Beckles. <laughs> yeah. My friend, there's a. My friend was in um, uh, in London. There's a road in London called Bell End. I love it. I said, turn left down Bell End. Brilliant. There you go. The Fresh Prince. Anyway, Bell End. Jo- anyway, <laughs> a job for you if you want it, Luke. Okay. Um, is looking for a highly motivated problem solvers to join its bomb disposal team. <laughs> Okay, so it's in the it was, it, the advert appeared in the country's Defence Force publication uh, for the newly created explosive ordnance disposal operator trade. The article calls for individuals who are mature, physically fit, highly motivated to not get blown up, and have the ability to solve complex problems. Gamers, you see. Apart from the, fu- apart from the well, it'd be kind of fucked. Press B button fit? does not appear. Yeah, yeah, they have this, yeah. Um, they Press require... B to disarm bomb. Yes. Not an option. <laughs> an aptitude for mechanics, electronics, and chemistry is necessary, as is the ability to be capable of operating a small team in a high risk, high consequence situation. Walter White, they're calling for you. There's the same. Apparently, the new post came in after the head of the army created the new EOD operated trade in January to defend against chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosive hazards and threats to both military and civilian environments. It's a new recruitment drive. Oh, it's assisting force per new recruits. So there you go. You can go to some bombs. All right, I'm there. If you can figure out how to use a um, you know, a laptop, I'm sure you can figure out to some bomb. It can't be that hard. Well, can just we cut just... the red wire. <laughs> cut all the wires. Just don't go near it. Let it blow up. It's not my problem. Yeah. You, so... you run along the dock with it above your head. Go, <laughs> I got a bomb. <laughs> oh, I come from the dead. Oh, I, I remember from play, I've played Counter Strike. I know how this works. You walk over, you go out your wire cards, hold it on there for fifteen seconds, and you win. Yeah, job done. And the great you thing just is, give it to somebody. Get hot potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pass really? it on. There's a game for IKEA. Look, <laughs> <laughs> pass the bomb. Pass the bomb. <laughs> somewhere in the store, somewhere yeah. in the store is a bomb, and you need to find it. Before it blows up. Yes. I'm not going to say. It. I'm not going to say. I'll tell you. I'll once this podcast. I won't. I won't tell us on the podcast. Once the podcast, I'll tell you. the bomb scare we once had at work. I think the best Sorry, thing. Sorry, I was just thinking of Abby Ramsey going, I'm now doing over Tesco's and posting it on Facebook. But <laughs> 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 they're doing it over IKEA. Shit. <laughs> oh, dear. After they donated coat hangers to him as well, the bastard. Uh, best thing dear. best thing anyone would ever look for whilst playing hide and seek in IKEA is the missing bits to half of the fucking furniture <laughs> thereafter. Uh, How many of the things on the IKEA showroom floor are actually put together properly? Where are the bits that were missing from my fucking cabinet? <laughs> To be fair, for working in such an environment, I can tell you that most of the time, it's like, but, I mean, people just... It was you so just taking across. it out for a laugh, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. Maybe if, of course, we cut and so forth. Where is I that remember, I remember one Literally. chap, one chap couldn't be bothered to screw the back panel to the wardrobe, so he hammered the screws in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I said, hey, bum, bum, bum. Like, what are you doing? I'm hammering the screws in. That's not what you're meant to do with them. <laughs> this is easier. The holes are pre-drilled. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he just literally, he got fed on the screen and he just boom, boom, boom with a hammer. Oh, right. dear. All was going well until he missed and put a hole through the back of the cabinet. But that was, that's another story. Indeed. Right. You want to go to another country? You want Not you really. and your wife, to, you want to take your wife with you? Not really. Let's, for purposes of this, it's, oh, okay, so yes. I assume you do. Honey, we're going to another country. What okay. country? North Korea. Any, well, is it you, you? <laughs> Yes, you can. Okay. Cool. But it's how you get there is the important bit. Lie low. Suitcase. No, no. Trebuchet. That'd be rad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, suitcase. Uh, I know well, I need a, a suitcase. Frenchman decide he, a Frenchman decided he to try, he wants to smuggle his Russian wife. They were married. They're all bubble. They're married. He, they, she could have sat next to him on the plane, but he said to smuggle her via suitcase. What? Um... He, he, as he could have told the guards he was paired. So the border guards in Terraspor and the Polish border detained the man after asking about his enormous suitcase. They opened it and found the woman in her 30s. Uh, the man didn't realise it was simple to prove that the pair married. They could have gone through any trouble, saving his wife a great deal of discomfort. I love the fact <laughs> that she was the one who had to get in the suitcase. Divorce! Um, actually, as I said, had she been seen next to her husband, she would have made it through without incident, this said the border guard spokesman. Um, they've risked. They did risk a three-year prison sentence for evading border control, but they've been released. So there you go. Now, if you need to know, if you want to take your wife board, just put get a suitcase. Well, if I ever want to get her arrested and sent away, as if I'm trying to smuggle yeah. her into the country, good job, honey. Get in the suitcase. I need a holiday. But rubbish news. Well, yeah, that was. But no. <laughs> we're trying to pick it up. But okay. Right. Oh, right, right, you're talking about some news. Oh, right. shut up. News <laughs> <laughs> about rubbish. Um, you know, sometimes you get lists like from the council say, "Don't put these in these bins. Don't put this in those bins." And you put, make in sure Norwich, you put they actually glue them to the inside of the bin lid. That's good. But you know, you get and lit. people ignore them anyway. Yeah, but you get this. Say, please don't put this uh, thing in this. Bin. Don't, don't put, put fire inside the plastic. Yes. Bin. Well, you're close. Um, Dismembered so- bodies <laughs> go in the red <laughs> <bin>. <laughs> Well, the Siberian government has now asked people to stop disposing of hand grenades and other munitions in the bins. Fucking hell. Um, having to minimise bomb disposal ac- geezer. Oh, saying, these guys were playing the IKEA game, weren't they? That's yeah. where it all ended up. But having to minimise accidents 
as imposed, and they're trying. Basically, what happens is they've started being more control of privately held weapons, which includes obviously grenades. Um, so people, um, so people have got these weapons stashed away. Um, a lot of them left over from wars. From the, uh, Surely we've all played that game, you know. Fully, we'd have been up with grenades and rolled <laughs> down a hill just to see what happens. Uh, um, so basically, they've had to pass the law saying they're going to put strict control on these weapons. So people have had to dispose of them. So they've decided to chuck them in the bins. Um, so they don't know how many are being collected legally. There could be between 2,000 and 9,000 weapons in the country. So ask people to now drop off at the local police station, presumably not armed. Presumably with a yeah. pin. So I'll drop my yeah, we'll drop, drop my grenade off. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Catch this Hot potato. That's when the New Zealand people need to fly over there. But Siberia, I mean, there's like four people who live in the whole country, I believe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, well, the whole lot of a lot of grenades. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Bob. Do you have any more grenades? No. I haven't got any. Wink, wink, nice, nice. Yeah. Look at my so, fucking grenade. Why, why have you just why have you just ordered the skip? Um, no reason. <laughs> Put the snow in it and the huskies. <laughs> uh, oh, I must be, I, I, I'm assuming the skips are dragged by huskies everywhere. <laughs> the, the, the government have said I've got too many huskies. I need more grenades. <laughs> yeah. Explosive grenades. Why am I thinking? Explosive grenades. I'll be kind of sad if <laughs> explosive husky grenades. We go to Russia and throwing spuds at people. Yes. Do you know what I'm thinking um, of now? You know the very first Medal of Honor game. Yes. Do you know if the um, when the, they set the attack dogs after you? Yes. If you threw the grenades at them, they pick the grenade and run back to the handler. Bless them. That was brilliant. <laughs> I remember Medal of Honor. You could play Medal of Honor. You could actually play the multiplayer as a dog. Yeah. That was brilliant. Medal of Honor was a good game. That was a good game. The first. Two. I like Frontline. I did actually was Frontline on, on the PlayStation? That was the first one on the PS2. They oh, did. The ones on the PlayStation with Medal of Honor and then the one where you're in the French underground. One. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I like Frontline. That was okay. I yeah. had the first Medal of Honor. I thought it sucked, personally. <laughs> Backflip shotgun. Uh, I remember just being childish and on multiplayer, always plays helmet just because the name amused me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh dear! Another quick peek into the mind of Bird. Yeah, terrifying as it is. <laughs> yes, Amusing Bird likes helmets. <laughs> yeah, he does. He keeps his very polished. Um, <laughs> I actually saw Luke cringe. Then I've never seen him cringe before. That was actually the fact in- that you're thinking of Bard polishing his helmet. Are we implying I keep a Nazi in my trousers? <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking good at this. The British had hel- hel- the British had helmets as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Where can you find us? Stroheim. What are you doing <laughs> down there? <laughs> German engineer. Now we know where you his hair from. Um, where can you find us? You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash brandnerds. I've got a pubic mallet. What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> you can email us at brandnerds. No, sorry, that's wrong. You, no, you, can, <laughs> you see, from you can email us at comments at brandnerds.com. You can find us at www.brandnerds.com. We have a Facebook page, brandnerds. Gmail, Google Plus page, brandnerds. And we have a Steam group, brandnerds. Feel free to forward all complaints to Nick. I'll just delete them. I don't bother looking at complaints generally. Do we even get emails? We get loads of spam. What more do you want? I don't know. I don't even bother. <laughs> Most of them you bloody YouTube. Look at the cool videos uploaded. I don't give a shit, YouTube. Stop I made me. content. I don't want to watch it. The shit. Yeah. <laughs> and all this boring anyway, the stuff they put up there. If it's anything like what we make, is shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So, so I understand the quality that is on the YouTube. I, I, I wouldn't even watch my own shit. Why would I watch that? Yeah. Uh, so, until episode 34. Ah, ah. Yes. We need to say about maybe, maybe a few weeks. There, yeah, may, well, there be may be a delay. There may not be a delay, depending on whether or not we find another way to record. So I'm yes. moving offices. So Leroy and all that. Yeah. So we don't yeah. know when the next one's going to be. We're not doing podcasts in my bloody living room anymore. No. Mm. So <laughs> we don't. So we don't know when the next one's going to be because not long after I go lambing, which means I'll be in the sitting in a farm shed for two weeks, my hand up backside of a sheep. So not for, expect not, back not, for the, not for the whole two weeks, I will point out. I'll take it out occasionally. Should we say? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to meld in with I, the sheep. I've got to get it at some point. Um, no. <laughs> so, should we say sometime between now and 2045? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll post something on YouTube, I'm sure. Next One two day. week cheap fisting holiday. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, yes. Nick can make a documentary with his... Nick can get a new iPhone and test out the video quality just like one of them random dildo majiggers he yeah, was talking about do, that yeah. time. See, I... Yeah, the, yeah. but Nick's gonna... Um, Don't excite him, bro. He's getting Nick's way too gonna, pleased. Nick's gonna eye-fist the sheep. So... <laughs> Until twenty forty five. If you go if you get a phone message from me and it says Nick would like to FaceTime with you, do you how accept? fucking how about no. Oh, no. Good thing I don't own any Apple products to accept a FaceTime call with really. yes, this, isn't it? Oh my god. Oh dear. Holy shit. Right sh- past the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nick just climb back inside. That's enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. We're looking forward to being the next next podcast. So until then, see you At next time. I said elbow. We could have said balls deep. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>